Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to San Francisco Sketchfest. Please shut off your cell phones and please put your hands together for your host, Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher. Oh, I'm going to start it out right now real quick. Real, You guys, you don't even know what you don't even, we just, we just walked from a van right over to, do you understand, look, just from right, just right up to here for you. We just fucking got here. I haven't even opened my water. That's how committed I am to this rec space. <laughs> and being here with you. That's good. Wait. I requested two chandeliers. And I think there's actually more than that. So that's perfect. I'm Cameron Esposito. Let's hear it from me. Now you, now, you know, we, we often run, uh, every Tuesday night we run Put Your Hands Together at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. We also put it out as a podcast. Has anybody seen the show in L.A. or heard the podcast? Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of people. That's amazing. Well, it's so nice to meet you. And uh, without further ado, I'm going to welcome Rhea Butcher to the stage. Let's hear it for Rhea Butcher. Yeah. Oh, look what you brought. Thanks, you guys. Is that like a little... Is that like for a back... Is that like a little... Like an airport back massage? Yeah, it's an airport back massage. Mm -hmm. Or like a keyboardist's stool, if you will. Oh, because your thinking goes like this. Because I thought it would go like... Oh, like that. And you you put the water in between. Yeah, it's a pommel pommel horse. Um, Pommel type of a thing. Well, uh... Hello. Hi. Thank you. I know that it's like kind of a that it's kind of a cavernous space. I feel like you guys could do even better than that. Because it's like, cause we, see, the, there, there's a lot of space up here. Yep. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of great performers here. Like, just like, like internationally, rec- like, we're like globally performing, like pretty amazing performers that are here, you know, to do the show for you guys tonight. And I don't want them to think, yeah. because of the extra space, that you guys aren't fucking stoked out of your minds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. community meeting you know what I mean a little bit like it was like there was yeah. gonna be a mic in the middle and you guys were gonna be like I don't think that should be built and someone was like I think it should be built you know like that kind of yeah. thing it's like a filibuster or something yeah we were, someone was gonna filibuster and it was gonna be us you know we were gonna filibuster we were gonna denim bust you guys we were gonna denim buster we're the denim busters by the way the uh, the worst uh, the worst at dealing with ghosts the denim busters they don't, know, they don't know anything about ghosts, just but they got tons of denim, you know what I mean? Just stand and pose yeah. with the ghosts. Yeah, but they got those guns, ectoplasm, but it's just, but it's just uh, denim. It's just more denim. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you guys see what we were saying? We were supposed to fly out of L.A. Uh, this afternoon. Yes. Yeah. No, not well, LAX, sorry. Please, stop it. lying. We flew out of Burbank. Trying to make us fancier than we are. Bur- Burbank is the best. I don't know if anybody here's ever flown out of. It's teensy. Burbank is the fucking be- yeah. Bob Hope. That is it what it fits on this stool. It's the size of this stool. There is one gate. There is never a line. You can get on a, a plane. They only you make you even- take one shoe off. Yeah, you don't even. It does not matter. It's the best. Care. We were supposed to fly out this afternoon. Our, our first flight was canceled. Yeah, early this afternoon. And then our second flight was delayed. By two hours, and then two when hours. we got when we landed, 
then we tried to get here, but there was crazy traffic. 5.30 p.m. And you guys have a stoplight on your bridge. In your highway. There's a highway with a stoplight. It's like, hang on. Now, if you live here, you might be like, yeah, that's normal. That's not, no, that's, no. That is fucked. There, there's no, yeah, we flew into Oakland. That's right, you're, you're good at, you're uh, good at context clues. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what bridge that is. I just know that at one point there was like a lot of traffic and then I realized that it wasn't traffic. It was just a stoplight. And then I looked at the cars next to us as if to say, you're fine with this? What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> don't fly to Oakland. I don't know. Okay, I mean, they, they flew. I didn't pick, we didn't. All right, whoa, look at this, look at this. All right, it is a community meeting. Now, who wants to, hey, which burritos are the best? You know what I mean? I really want to, I really want to say, we're trying to do local references. You guys give a shit about that, right? It's like a thing where you're like, this is the best. Oakland, or who cares? Um, Tamales. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, our favorite burritos are tamales. (laughs) Yeah. So we, uh, we, yes, that happened. And yes. then we, yeah, we got stuck in crazy amounts of traffic. And uh, there's a lot of comics in the van. So we were getting warmed up for the show. You know what I mean? Lots just of like, jokes. Just, yeah, like, just like, oh, non-stop. oh, oh, are you feeling a real emotion? Tag that with something else. It's not a real emotion. <laughs> Cut it down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was very fun. But, you know, and then we went, um, you know, I'll be honest. Um, we could have come straight here. The hotel was on the way, and we'd been home in many hours. Uh, we had to the house press our denim. At around noon. <laughs> well, you know what? I had to, I had to poop. <laughs> I'm not pooping here. <laughs> For like a minute. I literally... Do you understand? I mean, I spent like four hours being delayed, two hours in a car, like one minute pooping. So if you guys were like, why isn't she here earlier? It's not the pooping. Yeah, it was all the stuff before the pooping. Yeah. Like, you're right. I could have not pooped. It was the pre But I would have felt worse. And we would have been here just one minute earlier. <laughs> you would have been real sick. I would have been sick. <laughs> So sick. I wouldn't want to hear enema. Th- any- what? I wouldn't want to hear... That. I just accidentally said enema. Did you hear that? <laughs> I wouldn't want to hear enema. Like, that's, that's where I don't... Okay, anyway. Yeah. So then we're trying to, we're trying to get here. It's been like a rigmarole at this point. Our you poor know driver An actual rigmarole. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. A rig and then a uh, roll. Yeah. Felt like it was rigged. That morole. That morole. Um, and then we're driving here. Our driver, God bless his heart, was trying his best, but he, I think he was getting lost. But he also wasn't saying he was getting lost. <laughs> Have you ever been in that situation? In a car that somebody else is driving? Like, it, whether it's a taxi driver or a person who's volunteering their time for Sketchfest? Because... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just an awkward thing where he, like, just kept looking at his phone and being like... Well, I'm sure And then, like, turning here. left. And then, like, turning left again. And then turning left again. You know what I mean? I was like, do you need help? And he was like, oh, no, I just got to hold this. Um... <laughs> I, I know him. where I'm going. I think he was lost. <laughs> and then, like, we're about to get here. We're so close. Right about to get like, here. Like, right down the street. And we turned the corner, and you know what was right there? Critical mass. <laughs> and it was at that moment that the Benny Hill theme. Yeah, okay. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. 
um, out of nowhere. By the way, we love Critical Mass. We do. Critical Mass, you know, where the cyclists. cyclists go and they fuck up traffic. And, you know, um, there's like maybe there's a two There was a guy doing a wheelie through. Yeah, and I was like, well, I can't be mad at that. No, it's true. <laughs> you know, did you ever go to the one in Chicago? Did you ever see the guy who had the bike? That um, it's like there's a fender oh. that starts in the front and then it goes all the and way to the back. And then he swings around it, kind of. Yeah, well, his whole style. trick, he's like a middle-aged dude. Right. And his whole trick is like, I got this bike. It's got a, it goes all the way around. It's a gyroscope. Yep. Kind of it's yeah. He goes and he does like, he can do, he can do a flip, but stay on the bike. Because the wow. bike can spin. Have you ever seen that guy? That sounds like a real rigmarole. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever see that, dude? I did see that guy. Yeah. He was a legend. That's a great hobby. You know what else is funny about that? Not a super usable bike. No. I did not ever see him on the Lakeshore Path. No. Like, like on I mean, Saturday morning, like, whoop, whoop. Like, that's good for you. Do, you do two revolutions <laughs> max. <laughs> then you vomit, like, I am, and then you I go I have home. to find a place to poop. <laughs> am I right? Up top. Um. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> so we've had a busy day. Yeah. Um, uh, we've had a busy day, but a really good day also. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we took our dog and put our dog at a dog sitter today. We did. We let go of our son. Yeah. That makes Rhea so sad. She loves so our sad. dog the best. I um, have divorced parents. Like both of my, my parents have been divorced forever for as long as I can remember. And I was like always thinking like my parents are so mad all the time. Now that I have this dog, I take the dog. I'm like, I understand divorce now. Yeah. Because she has to leave the dog at the dog leave the sitter. the dog at the dog sitter. It breaks her little heart. It breaks my tiny heart. When you have divo- when your parents... It's like a little tiny dog share a child. That's worse than that, even. Because of how kids it's the, are more important than a dogs. A human being. But also, this dog is kind of our kid because... Well, we're just at that time in our life. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's a soft fur. Early 30s, lesbians. We're, yeah. First age. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 90% of the time, Rhea gets up earlier than I do. I do. She's up at 6.30. What? Oh. I get up at, uh, at 8. I get up at 8. Um, That's a normal time. Yeah. <laughs> I like that somebody just clapped for 8. <laughs> 8 o'clock. I get up at 8. But uh, there, there have been times that, because like Rhea will go take the dog out. And then sometimes she'll put the dog back in bed with me so that she can go do graphic design work from the living room. Yep. And uh, you know what I learned since having a dog is that you have to be pretty clear about whether or not you're wearing uh, pants. <laughs> you gotta get a heads up before the dog gets. I bed. love I love to sleep Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite. But the dog likes to go under the thing. Anyway. Sheets. Under the sheets. Yeah. You mean sheets right there? Right. Say. No, he likes to you go under sheets. my... Yeah, no. Uh, under we have my sex with our dog. <laughs> the right wing is correct. Yeah, we I do yeah. also want to it's marry like gay animals. and it's then dog. Just been... <laughs> They're right! We broke it open tonight. Yeah, and when it's uh, and it is and it is uh, broken and it, it, and it is open. Um, that's disgusting. I don't what know. are we? We don't have, se- don't have sex with our dog. He's so small. <laughs> if you saw our smaller dog, was you'd be like, "There's no way she has sex with that dog." No that's way. a chihuahua. It would be too hard. I mean, no. not because it's disgusting. It would don't just, say too be- hard in this situation. Oh. I mean, because of dicks. Um, <laughs> 
Okay, so that, yeah, so that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. yeah. I, and then, so we, we took our dog, and then this morning, or also this morning, um, and we will get the start, show started right after this week. I had a big, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I had a big audition today. Big audition. I had a big audition today. Um, uh, I auditioned to play a lesbian. <laughs> She's really branching my, out. It's my second time. Usually, I'll just get like, um, I'll just get, because sometimes I do, I try to, I'm trying to get voiceover work, because I, I think I have a sexy voice. Um, thank you. And, uh, and so I won't, like, it won't necessarily be a description, but when you do voiceover work, they'll send you a picture of the character. And so it'll just be like, it'll be like, woman! And then I click on it to open it, and it's like, just actually like a commando! <laughs> Guns for arms. I know they mean lesbian. <laughs> they just... <laughs> But it's just not, you just have to yeah. guess and check. It's like Quotes. all, it's like all Vasquez from <laughs> Aliens 2. Yeah. Which I know is not called Aliens 2. I know it's just called Aliens, but I was trying to catch you guys up. <laughs> Pop quiz. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, yeah, we'll see if I get it. I mean, you know what? I'll be so fucking pissed if a straight girl gets it. <laughs> Even if there's no sex scenes, they won't know how to orient their bodies to women in the right way. No, they won't. Look at how we're standing right now. Straight girls don't stand like this. <laughs> they don't know how to do it. This is just my natural state. Yeah. Even if I'm doing voice work, that'll I'm be still stupid. Stand like this. It better not be a straight girl trying to act like. I'll have to be like, no, you got to keep them. It's like an A-frame, <laughs> and then you got to lean. <laughs> Well, you guys have been wonderful to start the show. Let's hear from Rhea Butcher. Thanks, you guys. Hey, I could not be happier uh, to bring this this comic out on stage. Um, uh, I've known him for years, and he's out in New York. He's a hilarious dude, and you guys are going to fucking love him. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Josh Gondelman, guys. Give it up for Josh. Pranking me? The other... <laughs> no, pr- I'll handle most of the talking <laughs> for this part. Uh, that was so lovely. Thank you for your applause. Uh, before I really get into it, Cameron and Rio were talking about having sex with a dog. We remember that, I'm sure. <laughs> I think, to me, the funniest thing in the history of the whole world would be... Because people, like, conservatives are like, I'm going to marry dogs. But to me, the funniest thing would be if the one person that really had that agenda, like gay marriage and dog marriage, was Macklemore. And <laughs> his follow-up song was just about, like, all right, y'all, now we can marry dogs. <laughs> Puppy love. <laughs> that would be my favorite. I don't know. It's, it, it's a great time we live in. Uh, it's 2014. Last month, the Oxford English... Someone booed for the year? This is great. Someone's just loving numbers. The number 8, 2014. I'm going to say a couple more... N- <laughs> All right. I get it. <laughs> it's 2014. Last year, at the, uh, last December, uh, one month ago... Uh, the Oxford English Dictionary, which is an excellent English dictionary, declared, declared that the word of the year for 2013 was selfie. Yeah, because apparently emojis aren't technically words yet. Um, a selfie, if anyone in here doesn't know, it seems like you probably do, is a picture you take of yourself, usually with your phone, 
uh, in case you get kidnapped or murdered and you don't want them to use a high school yearbook photo on the news. That's the purpose of a selfie as far as I can tell. Old folks get mad at young people. They say they're narcissists because they're always taking pictures of themselves. I don't think that's accurate. I think we just have easier, faster, cheaper access to our own image than at any point in history. Because 500 years ago, if you wanted a picture of yourself, you had two options. One, you could pay someone to paint you, which is very narcissistic. (laughs) Or two, you could learn how to paint and paint yourself. Which is borderline psychotic. <laughs> and then you just hang it in a museum. People come to see it. That, here's how narcissistic people used to be back in the Renaissance. I just learned this last week. Ugly, rich people would sit for portraits, and they would have a dwarf or a monkey sit beside them so they would look more handsome in comparison. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> and a super difficult conversation to have with your dwarf friend. <laughs> We don't have that now. There's no Instagram filter that just puts you next to Steve Buscemi so you look super ripped. I don't think that we're any more narcissistic than we've ever been. I think we just have different standards of aesthetic beauty. I hope 500 years from now, we have an art museum, all selfies. You walk in, the first one's just four white girls, arms around each other. You can tell they just got done saying woo real loud. That one's called Portrait of the Artist with Her Besties. (laughs) Then the next one, it's uh, it's just this in the bathroom mirror. That one's called Still Life with Duck Face. But of course, it's not actually a still life. It's an eight-second video that you thought was taking a still picture. (laughs) Then you get to the end, there's one. It's just a guy's dick right up close. And that one's just called You Up? And... (laughs) That's like a dude thing to do, right? Is text unauthorized pictures of your genitals to people. <laughs> I think people make too, uh, too much of a big deal of the differences between men and women. I think there's only one difference that's really worth noting, and that's that from a biological perspective, strictly biological, men are monsters. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's the only real difference. Because women can make a person inside their body, which is magic. But men can make a person inside someone else's body, which is witchcraft. Pregnancy is ludicrous. Getting someone pregnant is basically the plot of the movie Alien. If we didn't know that's how people had to come into existence, pregnancy would just sound like something a wizard cursed you with in a fairy tale. Just like, if you can't answer my questions three inside of you, I'll put a little me. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I don't even say birth control anymore. I call it what it really is, defense against the dark arts. (laughs) One time a woman was upset because she thought I was putting too much emphasis on the male role in procreation. She said, there's enough stored genetic material that if every man died, women could just live on without men. We don't even need men anymore. I was like, do you really... Don't woo yet. I was like, do you realize that me- what that says about the power of men? That means we can put a baby inside you from beyond the grave. That's a supervillain thing to do. <laughs> I, um... Oh, I, uh... I'll tell you this, though. I'm not, I don't think everyone has bad news. 
I'm an optimist. <laughs> I, I think the only people that see the world in rosier tones than I do are the folks who love surprises. Because <laughs> if you love surprises, your life has been terrific. <laughs> Most surprises are terrible. <laughs> Car accidents, tornadoes, unplanned pregnancies. <laughs> so for you to still enjoy the surprise as like a genre of thing, that means less of that stuff has ever happened to you. More people have just given you presents for no reason at all. <laughs> if I asked everyone in the world what they thought about surprises, you would get half a dozen people who would go, I love surprises. <laughs> Last year on Christmas, my fiance surprised me with a brand new Lexus. Surprise! Who wouldn't love surprises? And you'd get half a billion people who would be like, Why do I hate surprise? Oh, I tell you. As a young man was returning home to village, from hillside where we leave our babies so they grow big and strong. As I pass through village gate, four men in masks jump out of bushes and attack me with clubs. Surprise! <laughs> I pull out blade I carry for just such occasion and fight my attackers back. One, two, three, four, the men fall to the ground. As fourth attacker crumples to the earth, he begs me to pull mask away from his face, and as I do, I see his face of my own brother. And I think to myself, oh goody, one day, double surprise. <laughs> So last week, as you can all imagine, on my birthday, when everyone jumped from behind the couch and drapes yelling surprise, I began to sob uncontrollably. And I murdered all of the party guests. <laughs> Only survivor was woman hiding in cake. Now she is my bride, so some surprise, not bad, I guess, is what they tell you. I turned it because I'm an optimist. But I did cheat. I used that sad, uh, the saddest possible accent, that Eastern European one that can make a hangnail sound like a heart attack. I... I learned the gravity of that accent firsthand because recently I went to see a new doctor who'd gone to medical school in the former USSR, which says a lot about my insurance situation. <laughs> and I walk in and he's like, Good morning, Mr. Gondelman. And I was like, Oh my God, you're the guy for my joke. <laughs> he goes to put on a rubber glove to examine me and it doesn't fit all the way down his hand, which I don't like about his finger width. And he's... Uh, <laughs> pulling it and it still doesn't go till finally he looks up at the shelf where he got it from down at his hand directly into my eyes and just goes ugh someone put little glove in big glove box <laughs> surprise <laughs> thank you guys so much you guys are wonderful back to your host keep it going for Josh Gondelman guys let him hear it Now, we're going to get the show right on rolling. This next comic, I've actually never gotten a chance to see him perform live. I'm so excited he's here tonight. But you would know him from his work as a writer and performer on the Conan O'Brien show and also on Eagle Heart. Guys, let's hear it right now for Andy Blitz. Give it up for Andy! <laughs> Guys, Andy Blitz! Let's hear it for Andy! Oh, yeah! Hey, this next comic is uh, a friend of mine in front of the show. You'd know her from her podcast, The Dork Forest, which is, yeah, a big hit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you, are, do you listen to that disembodied voice? Yeah. Yeah? What, what do you... What? what? Okay. I think it's independent. Okay. You know what? This is great. This is really great. Again. How often are you guys rewarded for participating in this, in this city? I feel like it's just like this much too much. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like this much, because that'd be Portland, but it's like this much. <laughs> tell you that your opinions don't matter <laughs> but like I don't give a fuck <laughs> no I mean I care about you a lot I do it's just it's like it's funny to just be in like a city that's this affirm you guys are this is such I mean I just even just walking in here just the atmosphere is so like because you guys you know again you didn't like start with like roar, like uproarious clapping it was just kind of like we're like mellow and enjoying this you know like just like you know like this like you know what I mean it felt like a grilled cheese of an audience do you know what I mean <laughs> Does that make any sense? Just relax in the middle. <laughs> kind of oozy. My little oozy baby's out there. Oh, weird. Oh, you're in for a fucking treat. This next comic, you would know her from her podcast. <laughs> the Dork Forest, which might be on either of those networks, but which I have for sure been on and love. Let's hear it right now for Jackie Cation. Give it up for Jackie. on All Things Comedy Network with Bill Burr and Aaron Foley and uh, Jen Kirkman. A lot of great podcasts. Baron Vaughn. Why don't I just do a seven-minute ad for allthingscomedy.com? Anyway, uh, yeah. Okay, so a couple of things. You've seen a lot of comedy. Clearly, San Francisco's peoples. So you know that uh, it's just a parade of Asperger's victims up here, right? We're all just fighting a wind of autism. And... uh, I'm no different. I'm no different. I've uh, I've always been uh, I've always been a uh, I'm you know I'm a loner as a child. I was a bit of a loner. Then I did stand up comedy, and then I decided about ten years ago that I would like to have the rest of a life, and so I decided that I would like a boyfriend. And I did online dating, which I recommend if you are not good with people, <laughs> because of the drop down menu option. I am a woman looking for a man to date. I got enough friends. Tappity tap, tappity tap. You exchange emails. You dash off to a Starbucks. You look at each other for the first time, and then one of you goes, no. (laughs) And you go home, and you do it again and again and again until you meet someone who isn't horrified by your initial appearance. It's really just that romantic. And... My husband makes video games for a living, which is amazing. Uh, you start up tech nerds. Let me tell you something. It's the greatest thing uh, to go out with a guy uh, to be married at this juncture. Anyway, uh, I don't know anything about it, but here I never had a boyfriend, and we were dating, and like three months into it, he goes, it's kind of great that you've never had a boyfriend because you don't have any expectations of me. <laughs> I was like, I have expectations of you. And he goes, yeah, what are your expectations of me? And I said, well, I expect you to be nice. I expect you to be polite. I expect that if we ever live together, you'll keep the common areas clean and, and you'll do your half of the chores. And he goes, yeah, those, th- those are roommate expectations. <laughs> Craigslist, those are, not, uh, those are not boyfriend expectations. And I said, well, what are boyfriend expectations? And he goes, you don't need to know. <laughs> you're good, you're good. 
And he is correct, of course. It is not broken. But here's the weird thing. Everything I know about being in a relationship, I know from my cuckoo bird parents who were not good at it. And, uh, and male comics, guys, talking about their wives for the last 20 years. So everything I know, there are three main jokes that guys will tell about their wives. Sometimes they're funny, sometimes they are not. But do not kid yourself. They are the same three fucking jokes. <laughs> yeah. Joke number one. Once you get married, women stop having sex with you, man. It's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. That's it. With various punchlines. Two. Once you get married, women spend all your money, man. It's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. Joke number three. Bitches, man. Am I right? Bitches. <laughs> so, I... I have spent the last several years of my life making sure, A, everyone happy in the sack, everyone getting enough, right? Two, try to leave his money alone as much as I possibly can, which is very hard because he has a real job. Uh, but, and then three, if I have a negative emotion, I like to stuff it because that's never going to backfire. Okay. But there's two jokes that the guys would tell that I never thought were real, but are totally real because I had never had a boyfriend. I did not know that when you drive in a car with a loved one, I promise you, if I had ever driven in a car with a friend of mine and my friend were to say to me, hey, you're driving too fast. Hey, you're driving too slow. Why so close? Why so far? Why are you going that way? Why wouldn't you go that way? I'd say to my friend, what's happening? What the fuck? Get out. Why aren't you driving? But for some reason, when it's a loved one, you're like, interesting, interesting. I'll look into that. It's the weirdest. And I had heard about it for 20 years. I had never thought it would happen to me. But before we got married, we were living together, shacking up, doing the devil's work, right? <laughs> and we're driving to where we both live. And I start giving him directions on how to get to where we both live. And he goes, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, that's right. Your brain's attached to the rest of you. And I was apologized because it clear, I had forgotten there are two jobs in a car. That's it. Just the two. Uh, there's this job, the driving job. And then there's this job, the sitting job. A real job, the sitting job. The entire purpose of the sitting person is to support the driving person. Everyone outside of the vehicle is wrong. Assholes, morons. This person's a hero. Because they're going to get you home safe. Took me a second to remind it. Now, the second joke uh, was the listening joke. I had never... When you're in a relationship for an undetermined amount of time, I guess, you stop hearing what is being said to you and you guess answers. Things wash over you and you go, yeah, yeah, whatever. And... As you can imagine, me with the bidet that it, he does it on a regular basis. But not long ago, we're in the car, he's talking, and I go, Yeah, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. And he goes, Really? And I said, What just happened? What, just, what did I say yes to? What just. What... <laughs> Turns out we were discussing something sexual. And, uh, and he said, So you would wear a costume in bed? And he's a game designer. And I was like, What kind of costume would you want me to wear in bed? And he goes, A shark? I promise you, he said shark. Now, here's where we have to cut him some slack because he did not know that I would say yes. And so he had to come up with something in the moment that was not terrifying. Because uh, clearly a woman could not wear a shark costume and have sex because you can't back that ass up. I don't know if you know about the movement of sharks, but they can't go backwards. And if you're going to role play an animal... No, it's physical limitations. <laughs> like, if you want to be an elephant, you have to be on top because they can't look up. Okay, so... 
And we live in uh, Los Angeles, which I th- here's my thing about California. You guys, you we are we should be proud to be Californians because we're the yeah. Calm down, I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you why. Because we're the only ones in the country that are still creating jobs out of nothing. <laughs> Poof, whole cloth. When I travel, and I do, and I see like a Pilates studio, all I can think is, you're welcome. We made that up. Pilates isn't real. Everything to do with your dog or your kid where you don't walk it or wash it, that's us. We said, yes, I will organize your iPod and it will be a job. We make them up. Out of no, out of whole cloth, and it takes five years for those jobs to make it to Wisconsin, where I'm from. Uh, last year, I met my first Wisconsin life coach. A life coach, of course, someone who has lived their dreams to whatever degree of success, and would now like to encourage you to live your dreams for $85 an hour. And one of her dreams is that you give her $85 an hour. It's a beautiful dream. And there's ones I haven't seen yet. Pink Dot, Task Rabbit. Task Rabbit and Pink Dot, they don't even know what's coming. People will do your errands. They'll go get shit for you. Two in the morning, I need a box of Pop-Tarts and a Crescent Wrench, you'll say. And they'll send a man to Walmart. And that guy will come over to your house. And you'll give him $70. And you can continue to do blow or whatever creepy thing you're doing. And I was thinking to myself, what wouldn't Pink Dot deliver, right? If I called him up at three in the morning and I said, I need one bullet. <laughs> oh, and a DiGiorno, just one DiGiorno. I like the idea of it being delivered. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to start my own business. That's right, I'm going to do it. Like Wild Wagoner, like Star Wagons guy. I'm going to start my own business. And what it is, is you're going to bring your dog to my series of strip mall clinics. And I'm going to watch your dog sleep. And we're going to find out if your dog has sleep apnea. For $1,000, I'll watch your dog. Is your dog getting the good doggy rem? Is it happening? And if your dog does have sleep apnea, I'll make him a personalized doggy face mask that blows air in his face. And then he will chew that mask. And then I will sell you another mask. And I will buy land. And I started a parallel industry called FamilyPetAncestry.com. Because don't you want to know if your cat came over on the Mayflower? You do. You do. Dogs of the American Revolution. Your dog could be a member of the DAR. I'm leaving on that. Have a good night. Jackie Cation. Jackie Cation, you guys. She is speaking truth. Talk to a couple of you guys. I think we're going to... Oh, yeah. Keep it going. I like that energy. (laughs) Terrific. I think they're carrying her out of here. Yeah, I know. Love that. You really perked up. I'm happy. I'm happy for you. Thanks, you guys. You did it. You brought it together. How are you doing? How are you doing, sir? How's your day going? Yeah, what'd you do today before you were here? You worked? What do you do for a living? You're a game tester. Congratulations, you did it. It's like the fucking coolest. You don't even make, you just test the games? Come on! So did you get to try out like hungry, hungry hippos and stuff like that? Yeah, like what are we talking about? How are the hippos? You know what I mean? Are they still hungry? Yeah. 
No, like what kind of games you test? What? Phone games? Oh. <laughs> Did you see how you were like here and now it's like, Because mm. <laughs> I pictured you in like a virtual reality helmet. Those aren't even things. You no, know I mean? that was just in that one Aerosmith video <laughs> that one time. I don't remember any Aerosmith videos that, don't, that didn't have uh, Liv Tyler or it Alicia Silverstone. It was the Silverstone one, I believe, them. without either of them, with yeah. one of the London brothers. Remember, remember when Riding Alicia, on a motorcycle. Remember when Alicia Silverstone and Liv Tyler leave, get out of school? You know what I mean? They throw their stuff. Yeah, they go out the window. Then they, they have fedoras. They throw their stuff. Yeah, they put on a fedora. Strip teases. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they that. do. They go to the, do they go to a bar? Oh, yeah. They Wait, go to a bar. I feel like they go to a bar, right? Yeah, then they... Wait, now, are they crazy and are, are they, or are they crying? They're crazy because they're crying because they're living they're... on the edge. I can and never it's amazing. if they're crazy or crying. Um, or if they're, like, in space and they got to dig the thing, make the thing blow up. Yeah. Animal crackers. Animal crackers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can never remember. Uh, it's one they of those. They go to a bar, though, don't they? Do they go to a bar? I think like it is a strip club. A strip club. Because there's but a they pole. got out of high school. She throws a yeah, and then they went to a bar. Mm-hmm. That's the plot of that video. Yep. Do videos have plots? That one does. I feel like it's a really mixed message for kids that I just realized right now. Well, Aerosmith. I mean, I guess like who's gonna card lift time? <laughs> right. Like you let her in your bar. You yeah. know what I mean? Come on in. You can come in the bar right now. Is she here? Liv Tyler, come on down. Yeah, you don't have to buy a ticket. You're comped <laughs> forever. Alicia Silverstone, on the other hand, you have to pay. <laughs> no, man, she was like one of my people, you know what I mean? One of my original people. Like, I had, I had uh, just like a wall of Alicia Silverstone uh, things that I cut out from magazines when she was in whatever the fuck. Clueless? Clueless. Yep. <laughs> Weird that you couldn't come up with the name Clueless. <laughs> I can't think I of... I didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue. <laughs> And Clue's a great movie, too. You know, just yeah, Clue's pretty good. <laughs> I am sticking to... You know, and, there's, and then... Uh, anyway, um, so what, what kind of stuff for phones? <laughs> Clueless, the video game? Like fruit-based or bird-based? <laughs> <laughs> or like jewels and stuff? Jewels and Ooh, stuff? Jewels and stuff. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I don't really play phone games, except one time I accidentally downloaded this dentist game. It's free. <laughs> And you can just clean a kid's tooth. You just go like this the whole time. With a scraper. But I never deleted it. And then when I'm on a plane, sometimes, if I have my phone in airplane mode and then nothing can connect to anything, I'll just clean kids' teeth for hours. <laughs> it's very boring. At the end, you get to give out a little sticker. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> you have to, like, spray their breath and stuff. It's yeah, pretty they gross. Have gross game. tongues. Did you make that game? Did you test it, though? <laughs> That's cool. Good job. Wasn't his fault, though. Yeah. He's, he's okay. But I mean, good job, but also good job. That seems yeah. like a cool, like, like a good job. job. Do you ever wear Google glasses? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't even think that's relevant to that. <laughs> okay, well, that's cool. Let's hear it for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I want to talk to... How, how are you? Uh, how are you, gal in the, in, the, in the scarf? How are you? I'm fine. Yeah, what's going... How was your day? It was good. What'd you do? You worked? What do you do? See if you can beat them. Uh, I do policy research. Yep, policy research. We got a winner. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, definitely more boring, but thanks. 
Yeah, we really appreciate it. What kind of policy do you research? Workforce development. What? Workforce, Workforce development? development? Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> I don't even know what that means. What do you mean? What, hey, what do you mean? <laughs> study if programs that help people get jobs are effective. Oh, you study to see if programs that help people get jobs are effective. You should make a video game out yeah, of that. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, see if they get them jewels, you know what scrape I mean? Get it? Teeth. Get it? Scrape their teeth. Yeah, scrape their teeth. Right, because people are, that's a job also. That a is dentist. A, dentist you know what I mean? Yeah, dentist is a job. You can see if people get a dentist job. Um, well, that's cool. Thanks for doing that. Thank you for your service. That's cool. Oh, let me ask you a follow-up question. Are they? <laughs> Sometimes programs that help people get jobs are effective. What what usually helps? What makes it like a what's a what's a thing in the right? To, what's the helps? What helps? Effective job training. Effective oh. job training. Yeah. So like, you you make the thing ahead of when you're gonna try and make the thing. Yeah. What I'm saying? Sure, yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Cool. Um, what else would there be besides that? Like, what are other options? Sometimes people just are like, get in here! Like, sometimes, sometimes there's no training at all. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, that. you know what? Hey, I didn't do the research, but I fucking agree. <laughs> I feel like if you know how to do that job, you're going to, like, do a better job at that job. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, yeah. It's a real Ouroboros that we're traveling through here. You come in we're here. kind of helping her with her job. We're... Finding out how her job works. We're seeing if she's We're effective at her job. seeing if she's effective job. at her job, which is seeing if jobs are yeah. effective at their jobs. Because I got to go now. speaking in vagaries, <laughs> and she's seeing if that helps. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we hit the glass ceiling when we broke it. Yep. And then we fell back through it. All the ladies in the audience, you now make a dollar. <laughs> it's we all fixed even. It. We fixed it. We fixed it. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that is... Oh, shit. I just realized we both were wearing them. Yeah. It's a double Because earlier when you made the joke, I didn't even realize what I was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> well, who cares? Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> we're out of town. You know, we didn't have, like, all this other... Well, it's like... I like how I'm saying, like, we're out of town. Like, if we were at home, we'd have, like, different jackets on. This is, like, all No, this is just wear. what we yeah. wear all the time. That I, I was fronting hardcore. <laughs> is that a cool thing to say? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, hey, we've got more comics coming yeah. on the show. You know, uh, if you, Super awesome. I don't even know if you know who's next, but you, can, you should introduce him right there on, their pa- on that oh, paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just, He's uh, a, a real fine gentleman. Yeah, he just recorded an album that's coming out pretty soon, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, you guys should give it up for Mr. Andy Kindler. Andy Kindler! Hey, hey, none of the, hey, don't, the, don't, this, none of this comes off my time. A huge round of applause. That's not my time. I'm gonna fall off the stage out of neediness. Did you like my hilarious peek out through the curtains? How do I consider? What am I, Red Skelton? Who am I, Clem Clodiddle Hopper? What am I, an older reference? Where am I? In a place? Oh, that's where the the kicker would have gone. Right there. Ba boom. Bada bang. This is a great show. Could the stage be higher? What am I, a trapeze act? What am I? I mean, 
what is that? So you can see? What's this all about? So you, I'm over you? What am I going to leap? What am I, Vic Jagger doing a... That's enough comedy. As far as I'm concerned, fill in the blanks. It's the name of my new CD. Look at this. Look at this. Like Dan Cook after a hip replacement. Look at that. Look at that. He's going to have to have a hip replacement from overselling his material. Who's with me? Oh, that's right. I'm not afraid to go after Dane Cook. Brave. Hashtag brave. All right. That's the first time I've ever said hashtag on stage. It felt bad. I forgot to... I wanted to record my set tonight. I think I had time to do it. So you know it would be nice? Jot down an idea during the set. The crowds love that peek into the process. Hashtag brave. Most comics... They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't stop the show to make a selfish note to themselves. No job, I've found out, sounds good if you're interviewed from a, a comedy stage. No job sounds good. What? You're a f- theoretical physicist? So you... What are you, brain surgeon? So you... Oh, that seemed hilarious to me in the wings. When I said that, I'll go out there and I'll make... I'll do a bit about how you, when you interview people from the audience... I don't have a prepare, but shouldn't people roar at what's in my mind? Shouldn't you be laughing at where I'm going with it? I love when comics in the 80s used to point to their brain. All right, look. What am I, I going to pay for this uh, gig in bitcoins? Trying to work on future references. Where'd you get that hat? With, uh, via the use of bitcoins? Nice shirt. Where'd you get that from a 3D printer? Woo! 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 I look good. Come on, folks. Seriously. For a man in in the sunset of his career. Look at me. Look at me. Wearing it well. No one would know. Hanging on by a thread. I've been doing doing this for 28 years. What's the upside? Is what I'm saying. What's the... I like that one, too. What's the upside? How much time do I have left? Please don't deduct my notes from my set. What's the upside? I look good, though. Uh, Uh... I, uh, I've lost a lot of weight, folks. Lost a lot of weight. Thank you. I'm extremely ill. Very, very ill. Losing five pounds a day. The doctors told me I'm not going to make it. Career-wise, why would, why would the doctors weigh in? At the same time, they're telling me I have something terminal to also say my career is not going to work out. Why am I leaning on my knee? Why? Why did I ask one question too many for many of the people in this crowd? I liked what he was doing with the, I'm this, I'm the deconstruction guy. I don't do the jokes. I tell you what the jokes would have been. I'm the guy who doesn't, uh, I got distracted by a thing. I, before I was in comedy, I was in the deconstruction business. I never actually built a house. I would just comment on other people. Nice, uh, what is that? Uh, drywall looks more like wet wall. Here's what happened. Uh, look. Look, people. I'm giving 50%. I brought my B game tonight. I'm giving you 50%. A lot of people tell me, Andy, I don't like your material, but I like your delivery. And I always say, it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno, is what I always say. What? Too soon? Too late? Too soon? Too late? Not funny enough? Too pun-like? I don't go blue, folks, if that's what you want. If you want me to go blue like these the kids today with everything's up their, uh, up their colon today. 
I don't go, I turned down a role in Avatar because I don't want to go blue. I won't even write in cursive. Because what do you want? What did you expect from me? What, deeply philosophical observations about life? You know, Hitler used to call his, uh, thank you. I don't know how to get into this joke. Hitler used to call his uh, enemies haters. As far as I'm concerned, that is my favorite joke that I've written. I'm very proud of that joke. It's uh, because uh, Hitler was a terrible person. To the fact that someone would go, you know, people don't like it. Well, they're haters, he would say. Do you know in Israel, they're trying to pass a law that says that you can't use uh, references to the Holocaust. In Israel, what are you, what are they, turning into Hitler over there? What are they? You cannot tell a Jewish person to not, I use Hitler uh, when I get up in the middle of the night. I go, how far is the bathroom? What What is this, the Nazis controlling? That is our bread and butter. Everything in my life is compared to Hitler and the Holocaust. Now you're going to make that illegal? I'm not in Israel. I'm, I don't know why I'm upset about that. That's going to make it illegal? That's so fast, somebody or other. Did I mention I have a Hitler Google alert? I don't remember my act. Anybody else? Anybody? I have a... Uh, Doing a lot of oh, by the way, Vine, your six seconds are up, Vine. Your six seconds are up. Don't groan at my jokes. It's a hilarious joke. Vine, your six seconds are up, based on the Andy Warhol expression. He wasn't an expression, he actually said it. That's not an expression. All right, let me dig a deeper hole. Does anyone have a shovel? I can actually dig a hole into the stage. There's one guy, he's laughing uproariously, and I think he's mocking me with his laugh. I don't need it. I don't need it from you people. What is that? How could you possibly be giving me the light? What are you, nuts? Uh, How long have I been up here? How long is my set supposed to be? I worked this, I came here at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so I would do the I'm going to get angry at the end of the set bit. And you don't play with me? When you see... Someone hold that, when you see, uh, uh, by the way, in the old days, we had like a red light that we'd shine. Now they can't afford it. Just uh, hold your phone up. You don't have a commitment to your show. Oh, candle. This guy's got a matchbook. When you see that light, when they hold a light at the back of the room, what that means is caution, hilarity ahead. Is that what that means? Why would you not laugh at something truly hilarious? That is, that joke that's not even a joke you laugh at. That's a joke you put in a, a case somewhere. And your friends go by and you go, remember when he did that joke? I, I can't sell anything. I, I have a sizzle reel. I was at the uh, Rabbit Ears channel today trying to sell a show. And they told me it looked, too, the, it looked too clear, my show, for the Rabbit Ears. My idea was, I shouldn't end with this because it's not even a joke, but... Uh, Usually when you get the light, you're supposed to launch into your better material. Not me, because my, they call me fizzles. Don't you want to leave feeling worse than the set? Or actually, I'm setting it up for the next person. Well, all right, look, if I could take back the last two minutes of this act, don't you know I would? Folks, I just want you to get ready, folks. You know that I'm, what am I, in vaudeville now with folks? 
Uh, the main thing about this mic stand is that it's got, you know, it's not going to fall over. Uh, it's got three things going. Yes, can I have more of me in my monitor? Look, I'm not happy with you. I'm as upset with you people as you are with yourselves. I just want to say, get ready. It's uh, Jay Leno's leaving, ostensibly. And uh, you're going to go from, yeah, 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 to this for the next 30 years. Great, so great, so great. Jimmy Fallon, so great, so great. So great. I love that guy. So great, so great. I'm a nice guy, right? Look at me. How could I not be nice? I'm so nice. I'm so earnest. I love the character Jimmy Fallon plays, the obsequious talk show host. Here's my impression of Jimmy Fallon interviewing Stalin. Stalin, so great. Thanks for coming on the show. Stalin, so great. I heard you killed 30 million people. That's crazy. They call me Fizzles. Guys, let's hear it for Andy Kindler. Now we have two comics left on the show. Originally, John Glazer was supposed to be on the show. Who you know from like Delocated. I mean, he's a, he's a really successful comic. Like a like just a gr- just a nice guy. You know, good face. He's got an honest face um, and like a decent beard, like a, like kind of like a decent, like a good beard. You know what I mean? Like a good. It's like age. It's like between good and deep. It's like a nice beard, and um, you know. But he couldn't make it. He couldn't make it. And so instead, you know, I, I've heard tell of, of this next comic. I've never you know seen it. And actually, I didn't even uh, ask him to submit a tape because it was just like the word of mouth was so good. You know. And I know that um, he's not just a, a comedian, but also a dream medium. Uh, so it's just like. Uh, I think it's comedy based on dream. I don't know. I can't. It just seems really great um, from the description I'm giving you and from what I've heard as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Chris Colby if you can. That'd be amazing. Please, just as much as you can. One more time for Chris Colby, guys. One more time for Chris Colby. Hey, we have one final comic on the show. So excited that we could get him. I'm, I'm so happy he's here tonight. And, uh, and you're gonna, you, you would know him from everything, and you would love him from those things as well. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Todd Glass, guys. Give it up for Todd. Todd Glass, Todd Glass, Todd Glass Show. Todd Glass, Todd Glass, Todd Glass Show. Todd Glass, Todd Glass, Todd Glass Show. It's the Todd Glass Show tonight. Well, the Todd Glass Show is number one. Says the Podcasters Association, it's the Todd Glass Show tonight. It's the Todd Glass Show. I love it. Did you guys do that? That's fucking cool. Did you guys do that for me? Play it again so the audience can hear it. That's Take fucking it away. Cool. Play it from the beginning. I don't think the crowd heard it. Play it again. That was so Todd fucking Glass, nice Todd of you. Glass, Todd Glass Show. Todd Glass, Todd Glass, Todd Glass, Todd Glass Show. When did you fucking Todd do Todd that? Glass, Todd Glass Show. It's the Todd Glass Show tonight. Well, the Todd Glass Show is number one. I like it. That was so cool that you did that for me. And by the way, I think that was wrong what they did to him. He was right. Seriously. Seriously. If the guy says he's going to do five jokes, you fucking let him do it. And I thought that was disrespectful. And I'm a little surprised as an audience you didn't support him because you seemed to leave him in this ambiguous... Uh, play that right after I say that. You know what? Maybe my other intro would be better, the one that I, that I also didn't bring. Um, play the second one. Maybe it's more of a... Welcome... Oh, ho, 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 ho,
distracted a little, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, maybe it's more of a stroll on intros. P really pump the volume up. Don't be afraid. You know I'm going to take care of you. Welcome, Todd Glass, to San Francisco. High on fresh guys are going to make me cry. It's the best welcome I've ever got anywhere in my entire life. How about a hand for Andy Kindler, folks? He doesn't mean any harm. He doesn't mean any harm. I keep repeating it. All righty. Now let's get to the shit. All right. Ah. God, you're so nice that it's, it's what I always want a crowd like you. But then when I get a crowd like you, it gets me nervous. Because you are like, so, you're like. <laughs> I like, I like a little, you know, maybe a silverware sound in the background. Something it takes the pressure off me. Somebody to blame. And fuck, if my jokes don't go over tonight, it's me. I'm going to take 100 resp 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 responsibility. I can't. Well, Andy Kindler makes it a little hard with that riffraff. He does. But, you know, he, he doesn't mean any harm. Uh, Do that opening again. I really like the San Francisco opening. It's very Welcome, like one man. Welcome, Todd Glass, to San Francisco. Thank you. I feel like I should do a one man show. What if you had a one man show that was so bad, but you had to put like you don't even have a, like a, a lav mic. You just like you come out. You have really nothing to tell in your one-man shows. Can you do blackouts here? Like, let's do a test one to see first. And blackout. That's okay. It's not planned. That's the way I do it. It's all off the cuff. I want that to be my thing. If I to just drop, I know Rickles drops the mic a lot, but I think I could take it to a whole other level. I really do. Stack disappointed. No joke could ever not work. If you really were, I'll pay for this mic. That's how. Let's say if the top falls off, I'll pay for it. Other than that, you don't got to be a dick about it. You guys are making money here, right? But if you just, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to. I don't know what the sound guy, what his face is right now. It could be like, oh, this is fun, or it could be like, don't do that. Can you do a blackout? No, no, let's not do a blackout. Can you though? Just in case for next year. Is it funny, folks? Everything's a joke to you people. That should be. One man show. Hold on, here we go. The guy has nothing to tell, but he does a one man show. There I was in Hollywood. Me, a kid from Philadelphia. <laughs> Grew up playing stickball in the street. Eating Hershey bars with my friends. And there I was at the Hollywood DMV. And there I saw Byron Allen's publicist. I was in Hollywood. That's when I would get the blackout. And I got to really, it goes so quick. It does, it's fucking, there's nothing, I can't do. They said do 50 minutes, but it goes so. All right, that joke wasn't worth it. Um, 
You know, uh, every so often you hear a story about SeaWorld. I think it just happened about, whatever, six, seven, eight months ago, a year and a half ago. I tried to resurrect some old bits. Um, but it does come around. It does come around. Oh, it's SeaWorld. Now, I don't, I, don't think, I, I don't think that's funny when anybody loses their life. That's not what I'm making a joke about. But I think it's funny that they had shocked. Not sad. It's sad if a, if a trainer at SeaWorld loses their life. They have a mom and a dad and children or whatever their situation is. It's sad. That I'm not negating. But shocked? The only reason we're shocked is because we, we treat SeaWorld, and I know there was the movie about it, but I fucking had this bit before. Um, we treat SeaWorld as it's a norm. Like, well, it's SeaWorld, that's a norm. But it's not, that's not supposed to be the way it is. If you tried to sell anybody on the shock value of it, that, that if SeaWorld didn't exist, if you went, you're not going to fucking believe what happened. Listen to this. It's fucking nuts. Okay, I got a killer whale out of the ocean, right, with a crane. Now, so far you might think, oh, you're being silly. No, that's what they fucking do. So my story, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not going, well, he makes it sillier. That's not really what happens at SeaWorld. Yes, it fucking is. Okay, so listen to this. I got a killer whale out of the ocean at SeaWorld, right? I mean at the, uh, at the uh, sea or wherever they are. Ponds and lakes. That's <laughs> when you really got to sell a shit thing. You know, you sit my grandfather has two wooden legs. There was a fire at our house and he burnt to the ground. <laughs> so you would never go to someone. Okay, listen to this. I took, uh, I went to the, I got a killer whale out of the ocean. And then I put it in a baby pool and I had somebody swim around it and try to teach it like tricks and shit. You're not gonna fucking believe what happened. And then the guy goes, it killed him. Go, shut the fuck up. Did you tell him? I told you not to tell him. He's so stupid, he thinks that, you know, there's no other way anybody would have figured that out. Every so often there's these people, they want to tell you about your dog and why, oh, he likes you because you feed it. Don't be one of these people. It's so unappealing. They're on a, and by the way, my instincts are to tell them why that's not true. You go, well, that's actually not true. But in a lot of cases, it's true. The person that feeds the dog might be the dog's favorite person because they spend a lot of, well, what the fuck am I arguing with this pile of shit for? They're on tour. They're on the, your dog doesn't love you tour. You think they've only told this story to you? They tell it every fucking chance they can get. They love it. They jiggle peanuts at parties, these fucking people. And they uh, just go, hey, you know, the other, why do you want me to know that? What, do, what should I do? What should I do? Should I go home? and hit my dog maybe i'll tell him hey i figured you out you fucking piece of shit no a guy at a party told me that you fucking only like me because i feed you yeah you know what maybe they like you because you feed them that doesn't mean you can't have a relationship outside of that people kids like you because you feed them but you know you're not going to not feed them i want to see if my kids really like me i stopped feeding them for a few months oh the only reason your dog likes you know why the dog licks your face it doesn't love you it just likes to get the salt off your face good I'll hit him harder I'll really fucking beat the shit out of him when I get home what am I a salt lick you fucking piece of shit and I heard you don't understand tones is that true So I'm not going to make, I, I really do hope I look at this from a different perspective. I'm not going to make fun of uh, Kmart because it's a shithole because that's been talked about. But I do look, wonder, like there's a CEO of Kmart. Even if you never went, well, yeah, I guess there is a CEO of Kmart. What, it, seriously, what is he fucking doing? No, I could, do, you make me CEO of Kmart for the day. I'll fucking, I'm not going to make it uh, great, but I'll make it better. I'll make it better than, what is he doing? Where does he live? If, wherever he lives, it's more than he deserves. Unless he lives in like a tent, then I would think he deserved that. If you go, oh, you see on the after the four or five, and yeah, that, that's the CEO of Kmart. He was in a tent. I'd be like, oh yeah, 
He deserves to be sheltered from some of the elements uh, for what he does. They're open, you know. You know, in some, in some targets, they have uh, Starbucks. And, and I just realized they're two completely different companies that share one roof. So I would imagine the, the presidents of each company, they have to meet, they have to go, is this going to work? And because, you know, what do you think of store cleanliness? They both agree. Because Starbucks and Target, they're both, they're both clean, customer satisfaction. But so if that is true, and by the way, for this joke here, I won an award for the uh, longest setup to any joke. And that is true. I wouldn't make that up, I swear to God. That they should inside Kmart's have 7-Elevens and have a big Who Gives a Fuck festival. (laughs) They could both, you know, the night before they sign the deal, do you clean your stores? Shut the fuck up, sign it. (laughs) Same thing with you. You have Ross here, right? And Marshall. What? What are the? the, There's designers on those stores. I don't know why. I just thought, yeah, there's a designer to Ross. Even you're hopefully thinking, yeah, I guess there is a designer to Ross. I don't know the fuck he does, but. Logically speaking, yeah, there's got to be a fucking designer. What, what are they, what, if, if, it's, it could be a good designer only if the president of Ross every year goes, uglier! I want it uglier! It doesn't look poor enough. Why are you building me sh- shelves for me to sample? I don't want shit on shelves. Circle racks and get those uglier. The things that say, like, extra large and large, can they be grosser? Is there any way? Can we, they hang their underwear at uh, Ross. That's, I like to buy underwear that's hung up. You're like, oh, yeah, I can imagine it worn. That's professional. All right, I gotta. All right, play this, and then I gotta. God, it goes so quick. I have lupus. Anyway. <laughs> just, you're like, what the fuck did that mean? It just meant like maybe they'd feel bad. They're like, I didn't know I had lupus. Should we give them a few minutes longer? I would play. Right, that's how much I would work. Okay, this is a what if. It's never gonna happen, but is it, a, it is a what if. Like, you know how sometimes you put ear- headphones on at the gym and people can... You- with good headphones, no one can hear your music. But the cheaper the headphones, the more people can hear what you're playing. Get cheap headphones and then walk around the gym. You could do this. I'm not going to do it, but you could do it. But just, the- just imagining it is funny. And pl- play that, the, the, uh, the, the gym music. So you're walking around the gym and really look at people. Like, really lurk at people. Like... Now, I swear to God, I came up with that idea just being silly, but I, for the first time today, did it at the gym. I swear to you, Andy, I know you're in the room. You don't like those acts that, you know, you see me at the next show. And today, I really... And it is fucking funny, because everyone's doing their shit. Play it again. You're like... of other situations that that would be weird like if you got a massage and the guy goes listen or the girl you know I'm going to leave the room on disrobe and then play it again you start to get undressed once they leave the room that's all um hey anybody have any nose pot no okay it's the guy who wants to do coke but it sounds gross he goes yeah I got nose pot yeah they're like you mean coke nah nose pot fuck it who gives a shit right all right, this is what we'll leave. Maybe the So Groovy song I should have played tonight, but I don't have a chance. Give them a little sample just so they see what we don't have time to do. Oh, it's the time show, and people are finding Let's do it. Uh, this is the last bit, as they say. This is my signature piece. I don't have a new closer because, um, you know, Louis C.K. and also Jim Gaffigan, they write a whole new hour every year. No bullshit. I admire that, but I, that's, it's also a little rude. <laughs> To the audience that wants to hear some of the old stuff, so they don't give a fuck. 
Me, I care. You think I want to do this closer? I'm going to do it. I've done it before. I don't fucking want to do it. But who the fuck am I to tell you you can't hear one of your, my standards? Uh, I will try to do this. Uh, should I do? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Why not? Um, that's a good positive closer sitting up here with. Ah, should I? Maybe not. You know. I like to sing my way, but I'm going to really try to do it good. I'm addicted to uh, all infomercials. My favorite infomercial because it really epitomizes that they have nothing to sell. So I got addicted to this infomercial because. I realized one day, I'm like, There's, it's the Sham Island commercial. They're selling a rag. That's all they fucking have. It's a rag. But they really go all out. You know, they're like, it wipes up this, it wipes up that. that like, SNL, or they couldn't parody that because there's no fucking way to parody that. It's already so over the top. They tell you everything a rag wipes up. And people are going, yeah, we know what fucking rags wipe up. What? Oh, wipes up juice, it wipes up soda. Use it inside, use it outside, use it upstairs, use it downstairs, use it in the living room, use it in your dining room. This is a joke, right? No, this is a real infomercial. Hey, you gotta buy it. You, the, the Germans make it. You know they make good shit. No, I didn't know that, to be honest. I know something else they did, but it wasn't that. Uh, no, I'm not even being a dick about it. I'm just saying that's not what they're known for. People go, what do you think of Germany? They make good shit. Well, that's what everybody thinks, no. But with this thing, they make it, use it, use it in the living room, use it in the dining room. January, February, March, April, May, you're gonna use the ShamWell. It's gonna be wiping up. I just dropped a chocolate milkshake all over the seat of my car. I'll never get that up. With old rags, it leaves too much mess left behind. Not with the ShamWell. I tried wiping a milkshake up with a handy wipe. It left so much mess behind it. Rotted the seat. I can't even sell my car. It's not worth what it's paid for. Use it everywhere you go. I just dropped a grilled cheese sandwich on the shag carpeting. Shag carpeting, Berber carpeting, indoor carpeting, outdoor carpeting, upstairs carpeting, downstairs carpeting. Any type of hardwood floors at all, too. Hardwood, lightwood, darkwood, even cork and bamboo. You'll wipe it right up. There'll be no mess left behind. Grilled cheese, pepper jack cheese, American cheese, yellow cheese, gouda cheese, cream cheese. You'll wipe it. There'll be no mess left behind. I just got my shoes shined. 80 bucks at a high-end salon. Who's got that kind of money in this economy? With the ShamWow, you'll buff your shoe to a brilliant shine. People will think in their military. They'll ask to see your badge of honor. That's right. I just got cat hair all over my expensive cashmere sweater. I'll never get it off. Any type of cat at all. A Himalayan cat, an alley cat, a bobcat, indoor cat, upstairs cat, downstairs cat, long hair, short hair. Any type of cat at all in any type of sweater. I thought I was going to have to sell all my sweaters, move to another city, start all over again, and make new friends. That's hard as you get older. And with the lint brush, the only problem is lint brushes get wet and they get ruined. Who's got $85 for a lint brush these days? What type of dog do you have? A golden retriever, a miniature pincher, a doberman pincher, a schnauzer? Any type of dog at all. The dog went to the bathroom on the carpeting. We're never going to get that up. Any type of carpeting at all and any type of dog. Look at that. That's going to go through the carpeting, through the floors, through the floorboards, into the basement, and then and seep into the parade of this house. I fucked that up a little bit. That's right. You won't have to worry about it. Because with the ShamWow, you'll put the rag down. You'll soak it right up. That's right. The interest rates will come lower. Everything else will go higher. There will be nothing left behind. That's right. With the ShamWow, you're in, if you order right now, you get a free bottle of Rain-X. That's right. Use the Rain-X in the house so your mirror doesn't steam up in the shower. My husband didn't use the ShamWow, and the mirror steamed up, and he cut his jugular. Now our children don't have a father to grow up with anymore. It's sad. They just walk around. Where's Daddy? It's depressing a little bit. That's right. If you order right now, now you'll get one ShamWow and a free pair of scissors. And you cut the ShamWow in half, you'll have two ShamWows. 
pushing it a little. You cut it in half again, you'll have four chamois. If you cut it in half again, you'll have 16 chamois. If you cut it in half again, you'll have 32 chamois. And if you cut it in half again, you'll have 64 chamois. You keep cutting and they keep growing. Oops, I just dropped a chamois on the floor. What will I pick it up with? Pick it up with another chamois. And that's good night, thank you. I wasn't happy the way that ended, but it was all fun. Welcome, Todd. Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. Wow. To San Francisco. Really exciting stuff. Yeah. I on fresh air. That guy knows how to stroll. You know what I mean? Look at the stroll on that guy. What a stroll. Let's hear for Todd Glass one more time. God. I feel. Welcome, Todd. Wow. To San Francisco. Keep it going for Todd Glass, guys. Todd Glass. I on fresh air. And hey, uh, let's also, let's hear for the folks at Sketchfest who are helping us uh, with these great sound cues that were not planned by Todd. Let's hear for the folks at Sketchfest really just working on their feet. You know, just working on their feet. One um, two. And everybody that made this, this uh, room happen. You know, people set up this chair and they, and they got you checked in here and stuff. And uh, let's hear for those folks. Yeah. Yeah. And big time thanks to uh, the producer of our show who also puts out our podcast, which, by the way, if this is your first time seeing Put Your Hands Together, we record every Tuesday. The podcast is released every Thursday. You get stand-up this wonderful delivered directly into your earbuds for free. Little earbuds. That's a fucking great deal. It's a great deal. And so our producer in the back, that's Mr. Ryan McManaman. He came here early, set everything up because we were late. We ran on stage and it was already ready and it is only because of him and, and his being able to do that. So, no, big round of applause for Ryan. Thank you. So we, uh, we, I've had a great time so far in San Francisco. The last, it's been amazing. Like, the last couple hours... Some of the best hours of my life. Flying right by. What else do you hope to do while we're here? Do you have any other, like, thoughts? Well, you know, see the full house house. See the Mrs. Doubtfire house. What other houses are here? some more houses. Are there other houses that we don't know about? Full house house? Mrs. Doubtfire house? Are there other houses? Grateful Dead? Wait, what, though? How could there... What do you mean the Grateful Dead house? Like, just... What do you mean? You yelled that, right? You yelled (laughs) Grateful Dead, right? Did I make that up? What? Yep. First of all, by the oh. way, it is not shocking to me that you said Grateful Dead since you have the most chill voice I've ever heard. <laughs> you mumbled like Grateful mm-hmm. Dead. <laughs> the house where they used to live? Um, how, what, what, what would I know it from? Is it? <laughs> let, me ask you, let me ask you this. Is it bear-shaped? <laughs> <laughs> what? Mm. What? Oh, it's house-shaped. House See what like I mean about San Francisco? Like, I was like, this chick thinks. <laughs> house-shaped like bear. We have a bear-shaped house. <laughs> this fucking chick. 
Thanks. We got. Oh, that was great. Yeah, thank you. You know what? Yeah. One more time. Yeah. Yep. And then imagine right here. You know what I mean? What would be there? Those hangy things. Which color am I? Red? Blue? Oh, green? yellow for sure. I think yellow. Right. You got that real yellow feeling. Yeah. Um, and then you also had a great day today because you were off work today. I was off work today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was off work. Awesome. Because uh, Ria, you are you have a day job. I do have a day job. And uh, and tell the folks what you do. <laughs> Excuse me. Just had to clear my throat yeah. to tell you about my amazing job in uh, alcohol beverage marketing. Oh. Yeah, I'm changing the world uh, yeah. one flavored vodka at a time. Yeah. It's God's work. Which is also amazing. It's also amazing that you work in alcohol beverage marketing since... Uh, I don't drink anymore. She doesn't drink. <laughs> it's a lot of looking at marshmallow vodkas. Yeah, pancake vodka, French pancake. toast vodka, wedding cake vodka... Sprinkle-flavored vodka. What's the difference between pancake and French toast? Is it eggier? It's eggier. It has an egg base. There's like an eggier. There's an egg base. (laughs) And then a little pat of butter. Pat of butter on the top. So we're not going to be drinking in San Francisco. No drinking Which I think, this is like a drinking city, right? There's like, this is a drinking city. you guys like it. Yeah. We're from Chicago. That's also a drinking city. Or that's, well, Rhea's originally from Akron, Ohio. But we met in Chicago. Which is the home of AA. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It is the home of AA, Akron, Ohio. And then Chicago is the home of uh, the opposite of AA. <laughs> we don't give a shit. No. People are, you know, I love, like, there's nothing like St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. Actually, That's specifically true. the day after St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. Because then you get to play my favorite game, What Hasn't Been Peed On? <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> it's yourself. You know, I was just saying, you know, the answer's always nothing. It's all been peed <laughs> yeah. on. I just remember one time driving past a guy who was standing on, I think, his own car, just pissing. Oh, like, my God. I don't know what would be easier than this. <laughs> Hope he didn't drive that car. Yeah, yeah so you're, you're, not, you're not drinking anymore. I'm no, not drinking anymore. anymore. But this feels like an alcohol-fueled city. It feels like it there's, really like, does. cool bars and stuff. Alcohol and rice aroni. That's what you guys <laughs> run on. I think you're relying on a lot of stereotypes. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm pretty sure... Uh, I mean, you guys are, but like, seriously, this is a quinoa city, right? Like, it's not like, yeah. Like, it's more quinoa than, than any sort of rice, and certainly not ronied rice, right? Yeah. I think it's more of a quinoa city. See? Cheering for quinoa. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a great, you just, I mean, not to like set you up too hard, but like, oh. and I just, I fucking love what you've been telling me about your experience giving up alcohol. Because for me, I'll tell oh, you, yeah. it has made me less bossy. Sure. <laughs> wow, fuck you so hard. <laughs> Did you just boo giving up alcohol? You have no idea what her backstory is. What if she was a murderer? <laughs> what if I had killed someone on alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> You're the worst. What, what makes alcohol so important to you? You all right? <laughs> boo! Boo you not drinking! That's how important drinking is to me! Feels like maybe it's too much, you know what I mean? (laughs) If you're like shaming other people. Uh, But you've been talking about giving up drinking and how it's affected your... Because, I mean, for me, it's just made me less bossy. Yes, for me, I mean, it is true. Like, you can taste things better, hear things, see things smell things better, but no sense is more heightened than my sense of superiority. (laughs) So much better than all of you guys. Especially you, sir. 
<laughs> John D. Budweiser back there? Yeah. Guys, let's hear it right up for Rhea Butcher. Thanks, you guys. And you should... She just left. She didn't... She didn't... You should tell them to clap for me. You should come on stage and tell them to clap for me. Number one, whoopsie. <laughs> Number two, you guys should give it up for Cameron Esposito. Of the show. Yeah. And keep it going for everybody you saw tonight. Please check out our podcast. Thank you guys so much for coming out. It was so nice to be here. Take care, guys. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.